Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Eight hundred yards combined will be successful. Talking about the running backs, I I think you could do more than that as a room. As a room, I think you could hit a thousand as a room. Um, eight, eight less than eight hundred would be rough. Less than eight hundred would be really rough. 
Great point here by Edmund, though. He says the line has to help whoever it is. That's a fact for sure. Lynn says, talking about on Joyner, he's been, he, however, has been in the backfield, he'll be better at running back than wide receiver. I mean, Lynn, I would absolutely agree because on Joyner, let's call it for what it is, did not play at wide receiver. I mean, that's it. That's it. He, he didn't play. Um, he, he didn't really get an opportunity at wide receiver. Well, hold on now. I say he did not get an opportunity. He was not high enough on the depth chart to get reps at the wide receiver position. I mean, you know, I... I'm not going to sit here and say, like, oh, Coach Beamer didn't give an opportunity. Like, no, nah, I just – I don't think he could really crack the starting three or four uh, at the wide receiver position. Let's see. Jeff Gulledge, if we got 100 yards a game this season rushing, would that be successful for me? Yes. I'd have to look back at the numbers from last year, Jeff, exactly what they were. Um, need to finish over 100 yards, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Travis says, hope the Braswell kid is the truth. I mean, from what we've heard, I, I think there's a good chance that uh, he will be. Brian Dean, speaking of Loggins, do you think he'll be more productive than Garrett Riley? Loggins, from my understanding, is going to scale back what USC did last season. He also says, and Riley's going to put it in the air. I think, all right, so speaking of Loggins, do you think he's going to be more productive than Garrett Riley? Brian, I think they're, very, they're two very different situations. I, I just... I think you're going down a slippery slope when you try to compare those right up against each other. What success for Clemson may not be success for South Carolina and vice versa. I think Dabble Loggins is undoubtedly an upgrade over what South Carolina had. Is Dabble Loggins ceiling as high as what Garrett Riley's may be? I have no idea. I have no clue. We'll have to wait and find out and see. I got to be honest, guys. And, you know, listen – we have very open and honest conversation here and keep it a buck. I, I nearly, though, I nearly cringed when Mark Ryan brought up the Garrett Riley, South Carolina stuff again. I was like, God, let's please, let's please not go back down this rabbit hole. Because it, it just, it just, it, it, it benefits no one. <laughs> it benefits no one, man. I mean, it really, it really doesn't. Anyways, um, let's see. Getting back into your questions. Robbie says, it could take all the running backs just to run the ball because we don't really have a proven running back. Robbie, you are very right. That's a good point. We do not have a proven running back. That is for sure. Braddock843, what's going on? Appreciate you tuning in. Thank you so much. Cody says, I know this is a random thought. But am I the only one who completely forgot about the 2018 Outback Bowl against Michigan? Asking for a friend. Yeah, well, I mean, Cody, I don't think you're the only one that forgot, Cody, because the simple fact is this. Most people, unfortunately, try to block out the Will Muschamp era. Even the good parts of it. Good, bad, and different. People try to block that out as best they can. I, just call it for what it is. I mean, that game is is long forgotten, Cody. Long forgotten. Let's see. Justin Lankford. Braswell could be a non-injury riddle Rico Dowdle. It's not a bad comparison. I mean, I, you know, we'll see. I have no, we, we have no idea what this kid's gonna be. Braddock says, can't be one-dimensional. Teams will pick up on that quickly. You're absolutely right. Lynn Turner, I don't think it's easy to play running back. What I do say is that DK5 ran the ball in high school 
We should have – he should have good vision of the backfield. My question is, will he be able to block well enough? That is another big question, Lynn. That is another big question for sure. Uh, Jacob B, just shoddy O-line play in our history. Beamer seems to be on the path to correct that. Let's see. John Edward says, we are nothing like Clemson fans. They are worse. John Edward, again, these are honest conversations that you're just not going to be willing to have. There, get this. There is a John Edward in the Clemson fan base. There, there is a version of John Edward, different person, but someone that is very similar to you, John Edward, that's a Clemson fan. And they would say the exact same thing that you say. I don't even say it as like, I, I'm not saying they're identical. I just think the fan bases are, are much more similar than people give credit for. That's why, they're, that's why the hatred is so strong. I mean, really, truly. That's why the hatred is so strong. John Every, we watch Clemson not because we're enamored with them. We watch to pull against them. I mean, I think that's fair. CCM says Clemson's going to lose to Duke. Do you think so? John Ever, Mark equals Clemson Homer. He's literally a Florida Gator fan. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> John Edward says, Mark J. JV Radio got John Edwards on one. John Edward is on one. John Edward is on. You got a short fuse this week, John Edward. You got a very short fuse this week. Ruben Nation says John Edward is Dabo's son. <laughs> Come on, man. John Edward, in my opinion, they are the worst than some others we play. Fair enough. Uh, let's see. Will says, I hope Dowell's the guy for us. I do like what I'm hearing from him, but I definitely wanted Riley. Anyone that didn't is lying to themselves. Bruin Nation says, it'll be scrutinized all season, especially if we're struggling on offense. Bruin Nation, do you remember the day that social media lost its mind when I said that the hiring of Garrett Riley at Clemson put more pressure on Dowell Loggins to succeed at South Carolina? Remember how silly that was, the way people reacted to that? I mean, Dude, it was the insecurities of people during that time when Dabble Loggins was hired and then Garrett Riley was hired. The insecurities of people really shined through during that during that time period. I mean, it really did. My take wasn't even a hot take. My take was simply they got a hot commodity in the OC search. I'm not saying it's going to be a home run, but if theirs works out, South Carolina's better work out. That's all, dude, and you would have thought, I mean, dude, it's just crazy, man. It's crazy. That was crazy. That that whole, I mean, I just, I never would have thought offensive coordinator chatter would have produced that much madness and that much insanity. I, I just would have never thought that. I would have never thought that. Truly, genuinely, excuse me. Honestly, would have never thought that. Let's see. Robbie Davis, I always want Clem Sucks to lose. I can't stand Clem Sucks. I hear you. Anyways, guys, 843-790-3377. That's 
790-337. So my guy Keith says, how much of it is the line compared to the running back? I mean, Keith, they go hand-in-hand. Hand. Listen, it doesn't help the running back position that South Carolina's offensive line is also regarded as one of the worst in the SEC. It, it, it doesn't help, right? I mean, even if you had fantastic running backs and, you know, you had Marcus Lattimore, right? Like, blocking for them is a concern. But again, it, it just... It's funny to me that, you know, people will pretend that, you know, losing Marshawn Lloyd wasn't a big deal and that he wasn't very good. And they'll say every little thing they can about him. to to And I'm sitting here, I'm not sitting here as a Marshawn Lloyd stand or anything, but guys, I would have welcomed Marshawn Lloyd back with open arms. I, I, I'd, I'd take Marshawn Lloyd back right now. Like, I really would. I still wish he wouldn't have left. So, you know, because again, this time last year, all I heard from Gamecock fans was Marshawn Lloyd's the best running back in the SEC. Marshawn Lloyd this, Marshawn Lloyd that. And there's not a guy in this room that is as good as Marshawn Lloyd. There, there's just not. There's not. Stats may be better, sure. But, like, I don't think there's a guy in this room that's better than Marshawn Lloyd was. We'll, we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell for sure. But, anyways... Guys, on a random content note, by the way, I, I know that, you know, a couple of months ago during baseball season, the baseball season, we were doing the Rowdy Rooster Rundown series where that was on Sunday nights after games. TBD on Rowdy Rooster Rundown because I started to think and I'm like, you know, I think it might just be kind of overkill to do the postgame call-in show and give a postgame reaction and then – really talk about on Sunday night all of the things that I'd be talking about on Monday anyways. You know what I mean? So just stay tuned. I, I don't know that the Rowdy Rooster rundown is going to be a thing. And I was thinking like, you know, I love getting out that that uh, that content for our morning commuters on, on Monday at 5 a.m., getting the getting the reaction to them. But, I mean, we're, we're going to be uploading all of the post-game call-in shows to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, et cetera. So, you know, that's going to be content you can tune into. So, again, guys, just, just stay tuned is all I'm saying. I'm still kind of working through what we're going to do in regards to, <coughs> excuse me, game week content, uh, you know, content on that Sunday. Of course, we've already planned on. We're going to be sitting right here 10 minutes or around 10 minutes, just after the conclusion of every single game, uh, taking your questions, comments, and calls. And those call-in shows are going to be wild, man. I, I – I can't wait for it. It's going to be electric. I, I can't wait. I mean, it's going to be absolute madness. Because basically, and you guys might recall, the, the voicemails that we will play on the podcast, if you will, that's going to be the call-in show. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. Can't wait. Will says, Will says, Harbor over under 15 snaps a game. What are you taking? Early in the season, Will, I'm going under for sure. Um, when it's all said and done, is the average 15? No, I'm going to go around 10. I, I, I'm going to float around the 10 number. Well, I would I would take under on the 15. I would take under on the 15, believe it or not. Because, Will, <coughs> excuse me, what you have to keep in mind is South Carolina has a number of different playmakers. You go down the list, Juice Wells, Trey Knox, Xavier Leggett, Amarian Brown, Eddie Lewis, Joshua Simon, 
the carry-on joiner, Juju McDowell, Mario Anderson, Dontavious Braswell. Then you get to a Nicholas Harbor. They got all these different guys they need or want to get the football to. How many snaps is Nicholas Harbor going to be able to get? Again, I, I think we get to midseason. I think his workload's going to increase, but I think Will just right off the jump. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to be thrusting him out there and, and asking too much of him, if that makes sense. And I'll tell you guys, just on that note, Will, you talk about snap count. Dude, I, I can't wait for kickoff. I mean, I, I, I really can't. I really can't, man. It's it's going to be a blast. I mean, the, the way that we're producing content right now and just the amount of content and the amount of – guys, the podcast numbers. I mean, I, I'll, I'll give you some perspective on the podcast. The way that – the way we're distributing content. You know, obviously we made this change a couple of months ago where the way we're distributing the podcast and everything else, the way we're doing the Daily Crow has all changed. If you want some perspective, and this is a testament, a shout-out to you guys for your love, your support, rolling with the punches and – it being so well-received and embraced by you all, to give you some perspective how well the podcast is doing right now, we topped out last football season. I'd have to look at the numbers exactly, but it was around sixty to 65,000 downloads in a month. I think that was like October or something, like maybe November. Sixty to 65,000 downloads in a month. That's pretty good. That's not too bad in my opinion. To give you some perspective, the way that the, the way it's impacted us positively, how we're distributing content right now, we're on pace, and there's just a couple days left in the month, but we're on pace to hit 60,000 guys this month, and it's July. You know what I mean? So I can't say thank y'all enough, man, for the love, the support. It's I mean, we're going to set records this football season. I'm confident we're going to set records with the podcast. We're going to set records in merchandise. We're going to set records – all across the board, and it's all because of your love and support, man. So I, I just, I genuinely cannot say thank you enough. I, I can't say thank you enough. I mean, to be honest, you you guys have given me a life I once only dreamed of. And so, again, I, I just, I cannot thank you enough. Uh, getting back into your questions, comments, everything else. Brian Dean, Chris, how do you think that Cameron San- Sumlin, Cameron Sumlin, is it? I thought it was Sandlin. Either way. How will he do it running back? Six foot 225? Brian, we'll see. Again, we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. I, I, I'll just leave it at that. I, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I got to be honest with you, Brian. I, I don't know much about the kid. I, I don't know much about the kid. I really don't. Twenty nine days away from Bandy in Hawaii. How about that? By the way, guys, our good friend, SEC Mike, Michael Bratton, he dropped on that SEC podcast. Uh, he did drop. He's been dropping all the, the interviews he's done from SEC Today's. Our interview actually came out today. It went uh, Mike Yuva and yours truly back-to-back. So, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Y'all be sure to go check that out. Really, really good stuff. Let's see. And I really appreciate the opportunity. I think we're going to get SEC Mike on the show Sometime next week. Let's see. Brian Dean, right on another site. Coach White is very excited about his linebackers. Giddy even. Yeah, Brian, I, I tell you this. I'm excited to talk linebackers. 
in our position unit preview series, I think that's a position group that you talk about upside and projections. I think they project very well. Again, I'm not saying there's going to be all SEC players in there, but like I I made the prediction right on defense that Pup Howard is going to be a freshman all SEC player. I I really do believe that. I think there's, for the first time in a long time, I, I, I think there's real reason to have optimism about the linebacker position. And it's been a while since we've been able to say that. It's been a while. So it's absolutely been a while for that room. Guys, I will tell you this. You know, again, I've, I've hinted at it and mentioned it many times. It's no secret about talking more SEC content. And um, one of the reasons I'm really excited for it is because when you talk the entire SEC, you really, truly never run out of things to talk about. It, it's When you think about the fact how much content we create and how we're able to day in, day out for three hours talk nothing but Gamecocks, I mean, that's impressive. Think about when you got 14, and then this time next year, 16 teams at your disposal. Chase says, stop being a PAB. What? I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Uh, let's see. Here's a great question, and that I would love to open this up to the masses as well. Beat Georgia, but lose to Clemson, or lose to Georgia and beat Clemson again? You know, this answer... It's going to differ for people based off of where you live, who you surround yourself with in regards to are you surrounded by more Georgia fans or Clemson fans. You know, it's tough. It's tough because what beating Georgia would mean CCM for South Carolina early. Can you imagine? I mean, Let's just let's just go to this place for a second. Can you imagine South Carolina beating Georgia and starting out three and zero? Like, can you even imagine if can you even imagine the the buzz, the excitement? I, I mean, it would be insane. South Carolina would probably be a top ten team, right? The Gamecocks would probably be a top ten team. But I tell you, beating Clemson again, man, <laughs> there's just. Is there anything better for this fan base than beating Clemson? Is there? I mean, really, truly, honestly, I I don't know how you say anything other than Clemson. I I just – because here's the thing. There'd be no shame in losing to Georgia. Like, like they're the number one team in the country. You know what I mean? Like, there'd be no shame. If I have to pick one, I'm probably going with the Clemson victory again. That's just where I'm landing on it. Chase says, if you cover 14 teams, you'll be bald and have no time for the gym, is what you're saying. Not quite, my guy. Not quite. Not quite. By the way, guys, as we go into the weekend, do not forget the season simulation series picks back up on Sunday night as we will take on the Mississippi State Bulldogs 7 o'clock on Sunday night, then Monday night at 7 We'll simulate Tennessee, and then Tuesday night at 7, we will simulate the game against Florida. Going to be a lot of fun. Those are going to be three really fun games. Those are going to be three really fun games. So we're one and two right now in the simulation. Got Dude, and you know what? I'll tell you this. South Carolina could start one and two. Have we, by the way, have we thought about that? That's one of the things that kind of makes me nervous. I, I know that Vegas has North Carolina as a favorite, 
But I don't think I've seen a single person out there picking North Carolina to win that game. Certainly no SEC person, personality, what have you, is picking South Carolina to lose that game. No Gamecock person certainly is picking South Carolina to lose that game. Have we thought about the fact and grasped the fact that the Gamecocks could lose to North Carolina? Have we? And let me ask you this. I think the expectation this season is eight and four. Very fair. Getting back and matching last year's win total. What happens if South Carolina loses to UNC? Let's just play the hypothetical game. We'll play it the other way too. Don't worry. What happens if South Carolina loses to UNC? How much of a reset is that for expectations? Because I don't think that's the most important game of the year. But that's definitely a game that's a tone setter and one that it's going to reset the expectations. Like, I, I think if you lose to UNC, I think 6-6 six and six very much so comes into play. Very much so. Very much so. On the flip side, I'm not even going to talk Georgia. Let's talk Tennessee. Let's talk Tennessee. What if you beat the Vols again? What if you beat the Vols? Let's say you don't lose to Mississippi State either. What if you beat the Vols? You know, we've been labeling these games, right? Like UNC's a tone setter. Florida's my most important game of the season. The game that you cannot lose and maximize your potential in this season. I think Tennessee is probably the biggest swing game in terms of that's a game that all of a sudden, if you go to Rocky Top and you win that ball game, I think you start to bring in nine wins into the picture. Maybe even better. I I don't want to get too aggressive with it, but that is absolutely a game you want to kick the door down early and, you know, really show the SEC, show the college football world, hey, South Carolina football has arrived under Shane Beamer. Go win in Knoxville. Because that's a game that, while it's a toss-up, I don't think anybody's giving you a chance. Nobody's expecting you to go into there and win, especially after last year. That game against Tennessee, I think arguably serves as the biggest swing game of this season in terms of reaching nine wins or even more in 2023. So, it's, you know, and South Carolina's right there with the likes of Arkansas, with Auburn, with Mizzou, with Kentucky. There are just, there's so many middle-of-the-pack teams, guys, in the SEC that it's like one thing or one or two things goes the right way. And we're talking about them as that surprise team in the SEC East. Like, really, truly. I mean, guys, imagine if South Carolina were to start 4-1. and one, Right? UNC, Furman, Tennessee, Mississippi State, 4-1. and 4-1 going to Florida. 5-1, and one, guys. Imagine. Imagine Carolina is 5-1 and one going into College Station. I, I mean... Y'all want me to put the garnet glasses on? Here they are. 
And I will say this. I think admittedly at times, I do spend a lot of time talking about the question marks. I'm just someone I like to see it for what it is, not what I hope it to be. So I keep it very real. But again, Shane Beamer has proven to us that things can work out much better than we expect. And if that offensive line, if they are able to in the next four weeks really put that thing together, just get enough out of them, have some semblance of a running game, and Spencer Rattler limits the turnovers, guys, the Gamecocks have the pieces. I mean, they have the pieces. And and this is a team coming off of last year, riding that confidence from beating Tennessee, beating Clemson, you just never know. I mean, you just never know what <laughs> what Shane Beamer and company can do. Chase Floyd, if I could time out Chris after the blasphemy of us possibly not going 12-0 and this year, I'd do it. I hear you, Chase. How dare me. Brian Dean, I don't see us losing to UNC because as bad as our defense was last year, UNC's defense was worse. That's a great point you make, Brian. Yeah, I mean, it's, listen, their defense is bad. I mean, it's, it's, Brian, it goes back to what I've said, right, that for all the question marks, and great question and great point, Brian, for all the question marks that the Gamecocks have on the line of scrimmage, I just don't think UNC has the guys to to make South Carolina pay. You know, I, I just don't think they have those bodies. I do not think they have those bodies that are going to give South Carolina trouble. I, I I don't think they have it. Do not think they have it. So it'll get much tougher when you get into SEC play and you take on the the likes of Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, Mizzou, Kentucky, et cetera. But like I, I don't see UNC having those bodies. I could be totally wrong, but you look at what they did last year, man, they couldn't stop a nosebleed defensively. They couldn't stop it. But it's 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 fascinating. It's fascinating to think about how similar these two teams are, South Carolina and North Carolina, when you think about the question marks that both have, right? Line of scrimmage, defense, run ball, stop run, new OCs on both sides. Both have big-time quarterbacks. It's That game one's going to be fascinating. It's, it's, that game one's going to be a lot of fun. That should be an exhilarating matchup, like a really fun-to-watch, entertaining matchup. I, I really do think so. Really, really do think so. So. And college game day. How many of y'all are going to attend? By the way, guys, do not forget. Do not forget. The Beat UNC shirts are officially out. We've posted those to social media. I'll repost those today as well. Really, really great stuff in our collaboration with the College Collection, and Walker Kennedy Art. Those guys did a fantastic job. Austin says, when does the headshot arrive? Austin, I got to get you a headshot. Yeah. How are we going to print it out, though, Austin? That's my question. Uh, Let's see. David Barnes says, what are Joyner's ratings on revamp? I think he's like a, at running back, he's like a 70. I I don't know. I'd I'd have to look. Um, Yeah, I'd have to look specifically, David Barnes. I have no idea. Bruin Nation, what's up, my man? 15-0, spot the damn ball. You know, Bruin Nation, you know what I've learned, my guy? (laughs) <laughs> you know what I've learned is to not say, you know, Bruin Nation, things have been calm on social media. Because, like, every time I say that, 
within the next 24 hours, some craziness occurs. You know what I mean? Like something happens to where it goes wild. So I, I've just learned to say, you know what? Just, just, just keep it moving. No matter, what. <laughs> just keep it moving. No matter what. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I will get you the Walston. I'll get you the headshot. No doubt. I'll get you the headshot. Guys, I want to... Very interesting tweet here, the headline at least, from the fan upstate. And this takes us back to kind of what Mark Ryan was talking about in recruiting. Um, Let's see. Real quick, Saturday Down South ranks Carolina-Tennessee as the number one matchup. Of or number one, number nine matchup of the SEC football season. Number one is Georgia, Tennessee, then LSU, Bama, Tennessee, Bama, Bama, A and M, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Georgia, Florida, Georgia, Bama, Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Auburn and Alabama. Which is crazy that we're looking. For, I can't believe Auburn Alabama is that low. That seems wild to me. Hmm. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's see. There was a let's let's get into this. There was a tweet here, if I can find it. Talking about Clemson recruiting. And I also, I also saw Sports Talk put something out as well. Here we go. The fan upstate tweeted this. Dabo Sweeney says he actively tries to talk recruits out of coming to Clemson to vet them and evaluate who really wants to be there. I need to listen to the audio of that because that just sounds... So he tries to talk recruits out of coming there. I I don't know, guys. That, That just sounds weird to me. 
That sounds very, very strange to me. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, I don't know. Either way, guys, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Our friends at Sports Talk, Phil Cornblue, who, by the way, I, I ran into and met in person for the first time at SEC Media Days. Really awesome stuff, and I appreciate Phil taking the time. They tweeted something, because they were at ACC Media Days also. They tweeted something about, here, actually, it's it's in our Big Cock Club Discord, about recruiting. I, I wanted to highlight this. This didn't get a whole lot of, <clears throat> whole lot of attention. But I think it's fascinating. Get, get this, guys. Get this. A note from the Clemson football media guide. The four classes signed thus by the Tigers this decade had a total of 12 from South Carolina. Only 12. The Tigers signed 22 from Georgia, 12 from Florida, 11 from Alabama, and 6 from Texas. They do not have a commitment from a South Carolina prospect for the 2024 class at this point. And I know Clemson fans are going to write that off as, well, we're a national brand. We don't have to recruit the state. But I will say, when you look at some of the prospects coming out of the state of South Carolina, it is really, dare I say, surprising when you hear those numbers. I mean... Again, I will say this. I, I I think the whole put up a fence around your state thing when it comes to recruiting is somewhat overplayed because the goal is not to give an offer to every kid who's a decent high school football player in South Carolina. That's not the goal. It's not. The goal is to go out and get the, the 25 or so <clears throat> best players you can they're going to help your roster. That, that's the end goal, right? So, I don't give a damn. Hey, listen, you could sign all 25 or 20 or whatever from the state of South Carolina. That don't mean you're going to be very good, right? You know, one of my buddies works for another SEC school, and he told me, Chris, you know, we, we, <clears throat> we try to put up that fence around our state, but we're trying to go out there and get the 25 best players in, in the country to come help us play, to come help us win. So, you know, I think putting up the fence around the state is a little bit, maybe it's overplayed, but it, it's surprising, though, that Clemson doesn't make it more of a priority. You know what I mean? So, uh, Austin Gregory, way too early, but the number one and number two overall recruits in 2025 are trending to South Carolina. Again, number one and number two players in the country. That. I mean, Austin, you know, it'd be great. Go eight and four, nine and three. Boom. Get them in there. I mean, it's momentum, baby. Momentum. Jacob E., while we may own South Carolina recruiting, the best players in Clemson history are from out of state. I mean, Jacob, that's a great point. I mean, listen, when you're Clemson and you're recruiting, you're getting the number one player from the state of Alabama, the number one player from the state of Ohio, the number one player in Florida. And, you know, I, I think it's funny that People got really upset. People got really upset when Chris Marler made the point of there's not a ton of talent in the state of South Carolina. Like, it's not a talent-rich state. Do people think that's a hot take? I mean, 
I think Chris nailed it. You know, I, I think every year there's going to be three or four guys you pick out of the state that you'd like to get, but, like, to win big at South Carolina, you have to go out of state. Like, you don't have a choice. This is not a Georgia situation where we could pick the top 20 guys out of the state out of Atlanta and we're good to go. Or we can just recruit in the state of Florida and, you know, we're the Gators and we're good to go. Like, South Carolina does not produce talent at that level. It just doesn't. And that's okay, but it doesn't. To insinuate it does is just wrong. It did when Steve Spurrier was there. That's why that run was so unprecedented. Like, we have never seen that type of talent come out of the state of South Carolina. But to win big at Carolina, you have to get out of the state. And I'll say this about Will Muschamp. People used to tout that for him as well. They, oh, you know, Muschamp, and then they recruit so well in the state. Well, let's call it for what it is. One of the reasons they recruited so well in the state is because Clemson didn't have to recruit in state. Clemson was going nationally and getting big-time guys from other states. And so Carolina was landing some of these in-state guys that were four stars, whatever. But, I mean, you know, one of those guys they landed was Luke Doty. He ain't played a, a lick in two years. Won't play this year either. I mean, it's you know what I'm saying? Like, so, and again, Austin Gregory, to your point, we are in a talent-rich state. Not a hot take, but hey, I will say as lately, we've been producing some stud guys. That's the big thing, Austin. You 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 can't lean solely on the state of South Carolina in recruiting, but you better land those big-time guys. Like, you better keep them home, right? Like, keep those guys. And if there's any three-star guys like a Nicky Mawari, Diamonds in the Rough type of dudes, keep them home. You don't want to lose them, but... If it ever came to a point where South Carolina was like, you know what, we're going to take this guy from Texas over this guy from South Carolina because he's just a better player, that wouldn't hurt my feelings because I don't care where you're from. I, we just want to win games. So, anyways, guys, eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Appreciate each and every single one of you tuning in. Yet, yeah, Austin, you hit the nail on the head. Getting back into the state of North Carolina and winning big. That's why Paylor's impact is underrated. His recruiting trail impact is just as big, if not bigger, than his infield impact would be. I mean, yeah, you heard J.C. Sherbert guys talk about it earlier in the week. And this is, by the way, the, the fact we're talking recruiting right now, the irony of it, this is the start of a huge recruiting weekend for South Carolina. Huge. Huge. Absolutely huge weekend for the Gamecocks. I would fully expect a welcome home or two to come down. And I'm not saying that because I've got some intel, some inside. This guy told me he's committing. I just, bro, you have all those prospects on campus. I'd, I think it'd be a failure if you didn't get a welcome home. At least one. At least one. Right? So... Huge recruiting weekend this weekend, man. I mean, absolutely huge. Austin Gregory says, we got Elijah Griffin at the cookout, number one overall recruit in 25, according to 24-7 Sports Composite. That's big, Austin. That's very big. Bruin Nation, most of these kids are 2025 and 2026. Bruin Nation, is Dylan Stewart not on campus this weekend? 
I mean, that's the big one I'm thinking about. Is uh, is Daniel Hill not on campus? And hey, since we're talking about it, I mean, this, this opens up the convo. How are y'all feeling about recruiting right now with South Carolina? I'm surprised more people didn't get upset when I made the very honest assessment about the running back room. Swing and a miss. I mean, it just... Not getting Dylan Stewart would probably fall in that category as well. I mean, the Gamecocks are in the midst of some battles right now, man. They're in the midst of some battles. And you trust Shane Beamer. They're, they're going to recruit well. They're going to get the guys they need. But, man, I mean, you talk about the way they've lost some momentum in recruiting. And you look at the team rankings and, and, and where they sit right now. Gamecocks need some good news on the recruiting trail badly. I mean, just badly, dude. Okay, so Hill is not coming. So, I mean, is it safe to say Hill is going to Alabama? Is, is that is that the general consensus for nation that Daniel Hill is going to Bama? Because he's, he's going to Bama's cookout, right? He is going to Bama's cookout, I'd assume, correct? And Paler, it sounds like he's also going to NC State. I mean, again, listen, you, you know this, y'all know this. I, I'm not a <clears throat> I'm not a recruiting diehard like some others. I'd, I'd much rather just talk ball on the field, give opinions, give takes, give predictions, all that good stuff. But, uh, I mean, right now, guys, you look at the rankings. In the 24-7 sports composite, guys, do you realize South Carolina has fallen all the way to 25th? 25th in the team rankings. Now, I understand everyone above them has more commitments. They've only got 13 of them. South Carolina's average rating is a 90.66. That ranks higher than literally everyone above them until you get to 15th-ranked Oklahoma, who's at a 90.88. FSU's at a 90.56. Oregon's at a 90.54. LSU's at a 90.5. They're at 11th. Notre Dame, who's 7th, at a 90.61. So, you're, you're, the, the average ranking of the prospect you have committed is pretty damn good. But right now, you are 25th in the team rankings, and you are 10th in the SEC rankings. Austin Gregory, not safe to say Hill's not coming a sign. He goes to Bama per JC. <clears throat> JC said it's a travel thing. His stance doesn't change with his absence. Okay. I remember JC did say, you're right, by the way, Austin Gregory, that it was like cross-country. He's got a long drive. We'll put it that way. Georgia, of course, number one. Dude, how about the Florida Gators being ranked third in recruiting right now? I mean, guys, again, you can say what you want about Billy Napier. They're recruiting their asses off. They are recruiting their tails off in Gainesville. Clemson at eighth. Tennessee at ninth. (laughs) 
Arthur Barrett says, considering how many times Dylan Stewart has visited 10 times, I believe we should feel good about him. If he doesn't commit, sign, something went wrong. Yeah, and Arthur Barrett, if he doesn't commit, I think it's NIL. I, I, I think Stewart is definitely a guy that NIL is going to play a factor. I mean, I, I think you have to believe that NIL would have some sort of impact if he did not commit. Just, just my two cents, just my take. Uh, let's see. Austin Gregory. How about Auburn flipping one of Georgia's five stars? For, dude, Hugh Freeze is going to win at Auburn. There ain't no question. That man can recruit. He can to steal a Will, a Will Muschampism. He can sell ice to an Eskimo. Jacob E. says, I truly believe if we changed apparel providers, we would be looked at better. Do you think Under Armour is the reason South Carolina football is not recruiting at a higher level? Anybody agree with that? I mean, listen, I, I I would love to have Nike, Jordan. I, I'm not a huge Under Armour guy. I, I don't hate it necessarily, but let's see. Again, need some, need some welcome homes, guys. Need some welcome homes. Need some welcome homes. Jacob E. says, only one team has ever made the college ball playoff with Under Armour. Just a fact is all. I mean, Jacob E., listen, you make a good point. You make a good point. I'm, I'm not saying that point's invalid. I'm not saying that point's invalid. I, I wish South Carolina would go with a different apparel provider. I really do. I'll tell you this, guys. Making lists is a great way to get engagement on Twitter. Mike Farrell dropped his uh, top quarterbacks entering 2023. He's got Spencer Rattler 35th in college football. He's got Carson Beck 22nd, Cade Klubnick 21st. He is admittedly, and I, I think he even put out he he even put out some list where like I, I think he's very down on Rattler. I don't I don't think he believes in Rattler. He is a Spencer Rattler doubter to say the least. But Cade Klubnick's twenty first. Rattler's thirty fifth. I, I, but the tweet has two hundred eleven thousand views. So I, I think it probably it probably accomplished what he was hoping for, which is tons of engagement. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Unknown call from. Robbie Davis, Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Robbie, what's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. It rained a little bit over here where I'm at, but I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself? I am doing fantastic as well, my friend. Just trying to stay cool. It's a scorcher out there, but uh, just enjoying it, man. Enjoying it. Yeah, and I'm convinced over the over the over my. 32 years of life, okay, that South Carolinians are bipolar, like I've said before, they're bipolar when it comes to weather, okay, it's been a furnace 
all summer. And then hopefully in August it starts getting a little cooler. But whenever it gets cold, we're going to want it to be hot. So, I mean, it's crazy how in South Carolina the weather just jumps all over the place. So I usually tell people that South Carolina is bipolar when it comes to weather. It doesn't know what it's no. It doesn't know what it wants to do. That is true, Robbie. I, mean, you I was only outside for. I, I, I was, was only outside for like. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say I was thinking this morning, man, when I was standing outside, and it's scorching hot in Greenville, and the, and the the weather is much more. Like honestly, I, I'll say this. Greenville has the best weather of anywhere I've been in South Carolina. Like it is the most manageable mm-hmm. weather. It's the it's the most bearable weather, if you will. Like it doesn't get just balls hot like Columbia yeah. does. I, as hot as it yeah. is in Greenville, I'm like I can't even fathom what it feels like in Columbia right now. Like, and listen, I got number love for Cola, but there, you know, that's one of the downsides of Cola. That weather in Columbia is brutal, bro. I mean, it's it's brutal. It, it is, is brutal, it's, yeah, dude. it's a scorcher. Yeah, it's, it's a, scorcher. a scorcher. Yeah, <laughs> like I was only outside for like not even, not quite five minutes walking the dog uh, yesterday morning, and I was sweating bullets, and I was only outside for like not even five minutes, maybe three minutes, and I was sweating bullets. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna wait for you to just." Do do number one, and then we're going inside because I ain't standing outside for another five minutes waiting for you to do the, your other business. So as soon as as soon as the dog was done, we went right inside. I was like, I ain't doing it. Yep, it, it was nuts. But I but anyways, I'm gonna get to the to the to the nuts and bolts of the convo here. I like I said in the chat, right? I don't like it. Doesn't matter who the running back is, okay? Like we're gonna have we're gonna have to we're gonna have to use probably everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But the running backs cannot do anything if the offensive line does not show up. And all the offensive line really needs to do is just block long enough for us to get positive yardage. That's all you gotta do. You I mean blocking somebody is not that difficult. All you gotta do is just block them long enough for us to get five four, three, I don't care. Just get positive yards every single run play. That's all you got to do. Block long enough for us to get positive yards. That's all you got to do. In my opinion, an offensive lineman has the easiest job, kind of, sort of, because all they have to do is block. Robbie, when you say it like that, man, it's when you, when, you, when you say it like that, it's it's very simple. I mean, it's, it's just, hey, just... We need you to give a speech to the offensive line. That's what we need. Just block long enough for us to move the ball. That's all you got to do. I mean, think about what a what a wide receiver has to do. He not only has to run the route, but he's also got to worry about a defensive back and catching the football. But a, but a lineman, on the other hand, all you got to do is worry about blocking. Block long enough for the quarterback to look down the field all he needs is maybe 3.5 seconds to look down the field. You give a you give a quarterback like Spencer Rattler that much time to look downfield, 
we're going to move that backroom football. I can guarantee you with that. We might not, you might not get much time when we play Georgia and Athens, but as far as the, uh, the rest of the schedule goes, I, if you give in any other game, you give Spencer Rattler three and a half seconds to look down the field. We're going to move that daggone ball. Robbie, I hope the offensive line makes it look as simple as you're making it sound right now. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. That's all I'm saying. I, I hope I hope the O line can make it look that and easy. And Beamer, if you're listening, if you need me to give a pregame speech, I'll be at every single home game, not counting the season opener, if you need me to give a pregame speech. I'll do it. I don't care. I'll do it. Do it for free. You ain't even got to pay me. I'll, I'll do it for free. I'm already going to be at the game anyhow. <laughs> I love it, Robbie. I, I if it if it happens, all I ask is you get it on video. <clears throat> That's all I ask, my man. That's all I ask. Just get it on video. Oh god. Well, I'll try. If it, if it ever happens. Robbie, I mean, all we have to do is just win every game. It's that easy. It's that simple. Just win every game and go to the national title and win that one. And and there you go. I mean, it's, I, I don't know why we just don't do it. Dude, I, I, yeah. I mean, this whole, this whole, like, and honestly, part of me kind of does. I don't believe that the reason, like you said before I called, I believe the reason why we don't do well it's not because we're signed with under armor okay that's not why you're outside of your dang mind if you think that's the reason why our football team is trash okay i don't care who we're signed with we could i don't care i just want us to win football games okay i don't care I don't care if we're signed with Under Armour. I don't care if we're signed with Jordan. I don't care if we're signed with Nike. I don't care if we're signed with Adidas. I don't care. I just want us to win football games and live long enough to just win a national title in football. If God allows that to happen, he can take me home afterwards. I don't care. Indeed. Indeed, my guy. No, that's a great point. It's a great point. So We'll see, Robbie. It's going to be a lot of fun. Gonna be a lot of fun for sure. Robbie Davis, Zach's Hall of Famer. Robbie, go ahead. What what you got? Yeah. Last thing, and then I'm gonna mm-hmm. get off of here. I promise. Yeah. It might change between now and when I give you my game by game prediction. But if I had to give you a score right now, when the season started tomorrow, I would pick us to win against UNC in Charlotte, 31 to 17. Right now. Wow, 31 to 17 would be your pick. Okay. Yeah. 31 to 17 would be my pick right now if the season were to start tomorrow. 
but it might change between now and a couple of weeks from now whenever I give you my game-by-game prediction. Okay. I can't wait for that, Robbie, truly. I, I, love, I'll have, I'll I, love, I love predictions. You know that. But I'll have it ready for you in a couple of weeks, I promise. Sounds good, Robbie. Hey, man, I appreciate you. Always a pleasure. Yeah, have a great weekend, my guy. Always a Mm -hmm. pleasure to hear from you. Thanks. You too. Yeah. Yeah, Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Robbie Davis, the Zaxby's Hall of Famer, an expert on Zaxby's, not an expert on playing offensive line. That goes without saying. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I love Robbie to death, but, man, it's not, not that simple. It's not that simple. Jacob B says, this is such a swing and miss take that Robbie threw his back out. Yeah, I hear you. What is the goal this year with a run defense you would say this year? What's a realistic average yards per game allowed this year? Luke, I mentioned this when we talked defense. And while this might sound like a low expectation, I think just taking baby steps. I don't think it's, I don't think it's realistic to say that, okay, well, South Carolina was 13th in the SEC in rush defense, and, you know, this year they need to finish in the top half. Like, that, that's a huge step. If South Carolina can finish, and they were 116th nationally, by the way, in rush defense, if this group can finish inside of the top 100, if this group could finish inside of the top 11 for the first time in five years, or six years, really, five consecutive seasons they finished 11th or worse, If you could finish 10th or better and 100th or better nationally, I think that's a success. I think that is a great step forward, and I think that's a great building block type of year in year one of Travian Robertson. In regards to yards per game, you gave up 198 yards per game last year. I mean, it's got to get better than that. I think floating around the 165 to 170 range would be a great improvement. I really do. I really do. Austin Gregory, all you got to do is stop stop taking so many breaks, Chris. It's that simple. Well, Austin, starting Monday, I mean, the breaks are already necessary because three hours nonstop Austin is a lot. But uh, we'll be running a new ad in our break beginning next week. Carolina Cigars, of course, they join us as a business partner. uh, Jumping on beginning in August and throughout the football season. Really excited. You know, they jumped on. Middle of last season, I would say, even like really the last third of the season is when Carolina Cigars became like a prominent partner with us. I'm so excited, so thrilled that they are going to be a business partner from the jump of this 2023 football season. So, guys, really, really excited for that. You'll see the ad. You'll hear the ad, read all that good stuff um, starting next week in our breaks on the Daily Crow. Uh, Let's see. Austin says... Less than 180 yards per game will be good for 100th or better nationally. Top 50 is less than 150 yards per game. Yeah. I mean, if you're at that 170-yard-per-game mark, Austin, like I mentioned, that's a great year. Austin says, smoke them if you got them. Yeah. Go get your Tar Heel packs right now. Austin says, can't wait to burn that Tar Heel pack. Yeah, I can't wait either. Cannot wait either. That'll be fun too, Austin. Lighting the pack in the postgame call-in show after we win. That'll be like we'll, we'll probably light it right here. We have not smoked a studio stogie yet. 
We'll have the fan going out the window so that we can do so. There won't be many stogies smoked in the studio. I mean, it'll have to be really special occasion. So I don't even know if after UNC I'll smoke one like in here. I don't know. I might have to save that for a for a bigger dub, but that'll be a lot of fun. Guys, if you have not done so, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Drops every single day, 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, daily podcast dropping, of course, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to subscribe. And rate the show, by the way. Leave us five stars. Leave us feedback. Whatever you like, don't like about the show. Let us know. John Edward, I'm currently writing the Gamecock football roster. Just got to write what year in college they are. So, John Edward, you're writing out the entire roster. Okay. Uh, Austin Gregory, Georgia, Tennessee, Clemson are studio stogie worthy. Yes, I would agree with that 110%, Austin. 110%. Yes, uh, yes, Lynn, there will be less ad break music. Yes, yes, much less. Much less ad break music, Lynn. It won't be the entire, or it won't, you know, the Carolina Cigars ad read obviously is not going to take up the entire five-minute break. But, uh, yeah, John Ever doing it, doing it by positions, okay? Very good. It is fun to, to give the you know, the breakdowns, if you will, and just kind of give you an idea who's on the roster, who's not, whatever. So, I mean, next week, guys, what we'll probably do is, because the the way we're doing these positioning at previews right now, <clears throat> the way we're doing these positioning at previews right now is uh, Tuesday, Thursday. So, like, next week, I think the next one is wide receiver. We'll talk that Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll talk uh, O-line Thursday, Friday. Monday, we'll probably devote a lot of that show. Of course, we'll have our Kentucky opponent preview. We'll probably devote a lot of that show to our our uh, fall camp preview. Storylines, expectations, you know, things we most want to see. Stuff like that. Just a fall camp preview as fall camp will get going on Friday. Spider-Man 3001, Chris, are there any other Gamecock creators that are any good? Yeah, there's plenty. There's tons. Whether it be podcasts, graphics, uh, traditional media, new media, you know, video, you know, social media, whatever it might be. I mean, there, there's plenty. There's plenty out there, man. There, there's, I've said it many, many times, Spider-Man, and I'll say it yet again. I, you know, may, maybe this is the case. I'm not quite as familiar with these other these other fan bases, but I doubt there's a fan base out there that is blessed with the fact that there are so many options to choose from in regards to Again, podcasts, graphics, social media, folks that do it full-time, some of the time, part-time, barely any of the time. But, like, there's just so many options in regards to content, you know, styles of content. So many great options. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of great content creators out there, for sure. For sure. 
Anyways, guys, we're going to go ahead and close it out. We've hit 3 o'clock and appreciate you all tuning in. Hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Thank you all so much again for the love, the support. What a great week it was. And again, like I mentioned, be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, yeah, Aaron Freeman, finally. Record prediction going into 2023. You already know it, Aaron. Seven and five. I've locked it in. Four and four in SEC play. Guys, that being said, I'm out of here. Appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you all on Monday. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.